0: The Roaring Heads Podcast with Grant Giles, psychology, athletes and people. So, thanks for joining the Roaring Heads podcast. It's been quite a while since I've put together a podcast, but now I have some free space again. And I'm beginning to put them back together. So, thanks for listening in. So, today I wanted to talk about the nature of what we call success or perceived success, as the term might be. And... When we get what we want, we want what we don't have. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that? It's a strange paradox, isn't it? We're always wanting more. We're always believing that there should be more. We're always believing no matter what we achieve, that we can achieve more and that we should be more and that things should be different. And that's a slippery slope, right? Sometimes getting what we want is probably the worst thing that can happen to us. And if it comes easy, it comes greasy. It slips through our fingers. And then the more we have, the less we feel like we've got. And it doesn't take us much to see this in the outside world and to acknowledge it in the places that we work and, and even at home and in all sorts of aspects of social human nature we see this in action. So the reason for this is because we're sold on fame and fortune, aren't we? And it's an empty promise. It's a void. A void with no real substance. And people who arrive there quickly to success learn that it's not made of what they thought it was. It's not made of what they always believed it would be made of. And we see this a lot. We see this in all aspects of life, in work, in sport, in politics, everywhere. What we believe in, what we think should happen, isn't what happens when we actually get there. So this void comes courtesy of a lack of definition. The promise is that when we arrive at destination success that it will define us. And of course it can't. And a And of course, it never does. It just doesn't. It can't do that. So in the same way, when we believe that destination happiness is a place, a face, an object or a person, we ultimately come up against this empty void that fills the background. And we judge it as something negative, as something dark, as something that shouldn't be there. But is that true? Is that actually true? Do we ever actually look into this empty void to find out what's in it. And interestingly, the more happiness you think you've attained, the more you want. The more money you think you've attained, the more you want. The more fame and success you think you've attained, the more you want. Because the salesman sells this on more, but what you feel is less. It's an uncomfortable paradox, right? The more safety you get, the less safe you feel. It's a strange, strange paradox. It's an oxymoron. But it's a hint that the deeper aspects of life send us to let us know that things we play with are not made of definition. We are already defined by life. And try as we might, we can never add to it in any real sense. It's a great leveler, isn't it? The vagrant, the destitute, the middle class, the upper class, the filthy rich, all cut from the same piece of mortal cloth. Now, that's a truth you can take to the bank. We're all cut from the same cloth. And we'd like to think differently. Some of us would like to think that we're above others, and some of us would like to think that we're victims of circumstances or victims of, of the world and all of it's just based on where you were brought up or where you happen to have been born. It's a game of chance. It's got nothing to do with who you are because we are essentially all the same thing. We're all one. There is no separation there. And the reason we want more when we get what we want, is that we're still looking for some sort of solidarity in it, some sort of solidity in it, where none exists. And this has been my own bit of teacher, and I suspect it is for everyone in the long run. When we finally get to the goalposts of life, we find that the endpoint is made of love and not transient objects. And you might think that's a touchy-feely-eyed idea, but it's the truth. All the aspects of life are aspects of the unseen, un- aspects of the untouchable. They're not solid. Everything is vibrating. Everything is energy, as Einstein said, in, in a way. And people think money is power. And really, it's a form of energy, just like everything else. Everything else. So we should know that it's transient. We should know that it's arising and dissolving. And you can play the game, define it as an outcome, and and place it and you'll think you're happy, but you're really setting your sails for troubled waters. If we define that game and that outcome as part of who we are, we will suffer. And that's the truth of it. And in our own sporting culture, it plays out the same way. If we start defining ourselves by success, we begin to suffer as a success itself, because of the law of nature itself, must at some point retract. You know, if it goes out, it must come back in. It's like the breath. It goes in, it goes out, and that's it. It comes back from whence it came. Energy in, energy out. That's the deal. Now the thing about it is, we like the energy in, but we don't like the energy out. (laughs) We make these judgments, right? We like one side of our life, and we dislike the other side, yin and yang, 50%. But if we can just build some awareness around that, And you know, we only have to look at the incidence of depression and anxiety in retiring athletes to see this problem playing out. We love it when we're successful, don't we? We love it when we're youthful. We love it when we're in our prime. But as soon as that prime starts to shift, as it must, with all of us, we start to resist. We start to break it down into what we don't like. But the problem is at that point, that we start to define ourselves by what is dissolving, and it's not true. And that's where the anxiety and depression get a foothold, when we're in resistance to our own state of being, to our own life. This is a massive problem. It's not just going to leave. We have to tease it out. We have to build some awareness around it, because the rot's set in and it's gone on long enough. Now, this idea that we can immortalize ourselves in history with what we do is also a bit skewed, isn't it? You know, We bow at the foot of our greats. But regardless of, of who achieves what or what we achieve, who's going to really care in 100 years? Who's really going to care in 20 years if we're really honest about it? We're just not that important. And thank God for that. Who would want to be? Who would need that pressure? Who would need to carry that? And those that do carry it only carry it because of an illusionary train of thought that they, they place on themselves, not actually placed on anyone from the outside. It may be for a short period of time, but ultimately we do all the damage. So the question is, for, for athletes anyway, how is performance impacted by this pressure of definition that we attach to it? or any performance for that matter, work performance, you name it. Now you could say it's a requirement, but is it? Really? What would we be capable of if we were really free from this pressure? If the attachment, the forecasting, the projection and the self-judgment were put on ice to simply be present with the process the way it is, the way it is, not the way you want it to be, Not the way you want it to be next week, or the way it was six months ago. How it is right now, because now, if we work this way, there's just the process and the presence. There's no middleman hell bent on a definition, hell bent on a future, that doesn't exist yet, hell bent on avoiding a past that isn't here anymore. Now, this idea does not mean we give up the chase. Anything, anything far from it. But it does mean that we have to give up the definition. We either give it up or we have it violently torn from our psyche when the truth comes flooding in. Because it's all a passing parade. None of it's stable. None of it in any way, shape or form is permanent. None of it can come and stay here. Because if it arises, it dissolves. It's not rhetoric, it's not an idea or a concept. It's just a law. It's the law of nature. It's the truth. We just don't want to look at it because we don't like it. <laughs> you know. But if you really look deeper, we live only while we're alive. Now look, by anchoring this way, we can enjoy the present moment when when we are. Past our so-called prime, you know, and and possibly we can live more authentically past our prime than when we were at, than when we were actually in it. Possibly more, because our level of presence is enhanced with the practice of being present. So that means the older you get, the more clarity you get. The older you get, the more wisdom you get. And that seems backwards, but that's the deal with nature. That's the way it's designed. We get our wisdom as we get older, only if we can become present enough and bring enough awareness to actually see what's going on, to see all of this for what it actually is. Life doing what it does. Now, you could say it's a game of musical chairs that we play while we're here to keep ourselves motivated and engaged. The bigger question is can we remain present with it or will we lose ourselves in it? Will we define our worth by it and ultimately suffer because of it? Because that's what happens when we define our worth and our life by anything other than life itself. We suffer. Doesn't matter how much money you got, doesn't matter how much success you got, doesn't matter who you think you are, you will suffer. The lesson here then, at least for me, has been this. Let go. Enjoy the parade. Enjoy each other. And for me at least, the hardest lesson of all, enjoy who you are. Love yourself enough to stop this self-driven ass kicking and for God's sake, get present with what you're doing now. It's so simple, right? And I spent half my life telling athletes to do this. Or even working with corporates, telling them all you need to do here is be present with what you're doing now. And success will develop as a consequence of that. It doesn't develop from forecasting and projecting and judging. It develops from the level of the quality of the presence you bring to this moment. Time and time again. So the practice is, be who you are. Live from the heart with no walls. Be flawed. Make the mistakes you need to make. Learn the lessons life has to teach you. And don't hang on to them. And if it's taken from us, we were never meant to have it. Success, money, partners, kids, dogs, houses, cars, all coming and going. None of it coming and staying. None of it. Expand out and see it. It's such a truth. Sometimes what we think is here to stay isn't. It can up and leave in an instant. And then what? What are we then? Are we victims? Are we going to leave ourselves as victims of the past? Or are we going to get present and honour what's been lost in the present moment? What we enjoyed what we loved about it, who we loved. And interestingly, this letting go moves us further into line with not so much what we want, but with what we are meant for. Purpose, it's not a concept, it's a reality. If you get out of your own road and stay present with what you do, you will surely get what you deserve. I firmly believe that. But you also have to pay attention to the rewards that are coming to you now. Because they are certainly there. And if you can't sense them, it's because you're in the future or stuck in the past. And no one wants to live that far into a future perceived happiness that they think they'll have on some coming date at the cost of what is here now. And yet, that is the way most of us do. That is the way most of us live. We hang on to this flawed logic that happiness somehow hangs on tomorrow. Success somehow hangs on tomorrow, and it doesn't. It's a fantasy. It hangs on to this very moment as you listen to this podcast. If your happiness and your gratitude aren't here now, what's missing for you? Where is it? Have a look in that void, and the answers you might find will come back and startle you. You think you can't feel joy when you're going through tough times? Well, I'm I'm here to tell you that's bollocks. I could write a book about the last six months of my own life. Define yourself by pain and you'll be in pain. Define yourself by suffering and you will be suffering. We create that reality. The only people we really victimize is ourselves with this idea of waiting to be happy, waiting for the perfect conditions to feel joy. When all the planets align, I'll finally feel happiness. If only the guilt backs off for long enough, that day will never come. It's better to focus on here and now rather than live on the promise of a fantasy of tomorrow because it it probably never will come. Because you'll never be present enough to feel it even if it does come. And you know what? Happiness requires one critical component in any given moment. And it's called trust. Trust is what we lack most. We prepare ourselves to avoid what's happened in the past, not for what could happen in the future. We prepare for the worst and hope for the best. It's all backwards. If you think about it, that's, that's how we work in business. That's how we work in sport. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about this message. It has to stop. It has to stop in sport at least which is the coalface that I work on most of the time. But now I'm seeing it mirrored in the corporate world as well. Interestingly, the same thing applies. When we prepare ourselves to be fully present, we're just here with what happens. Yes, so here we are, with reality, as it is right now, as it passes by, and at the very same time, As we pass by. Because you see, that is what we really are. We're a present moment. If you want a definition, I've just given you one. That's who you really are. You're a passing present moment. And when you're defined by anything other than this moment, you are defining yourself by an illustration, an illusion. A 2D representation of the truth. It's no way to perform. It's no way to live. Thanks for listening. Wake me up, wake me up, wake me before black turns into blue. Wake me up, wake me, I don't want to mess a thing with you face me